2024 listeners. Uh, welcome to the Here's Johnny podcast. I'm Larry. Holy shit, it's going to be 2024. Yeah, uh, I'm Justin. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, I am in a much better headspace this week. I didn't almost just get head-on by a drunk driver, <laughs> and I didn't come out of a 13-hour workday. So I'm feeling pretty spry. You know, I've been working a lot <laughs> these last couple <laughs> days. It's, you know what, though? It is so weird doing something I enjoy for work Mm -hmm. because while I'm like mentally exhausted I'm not emotionally exhausted I agree because even last week when I was coming out of that meet besides the car thing um, like it was a long day and it was a a stressful business business meeting but like that's why I went and got my MBA for right it's like I you enjoy it I, I enjoy that stuff. Like I, yeah. I wanted to kind of start branching away from science, so it was it was fun. Um, I liked it. But besides that, how was your Christmas? Uh, it was good. Yeah. You made your child um, cry. Yeah, I did with Lego. With happiness. Oh yes, happy tears of Lego because he's been asking for the Spider-Man Final Battle set for so cool, like a year ish, and obviously that's what we got him. Yeah. And then Devin he... and I skipped Christmas presents to each other, and we just went in and got a crib. And oh, we nice. That. Yeah, I, I posted not, that on Discord. I'm not going to lie. Michelle and I have not gotten Christmas presents for each other in seven years. We were actually talking about it, and it's kind of nice. Like, well, I was always about to have a kid, but, like, yeah. whenever me and Devin want something, we just get it. <laughs> like, well, exactly. That's, that's the thing. Is like, yeah. I... Like, obviously, like, oh, the gesture's nice and everything, but, like, if like, I, I want something, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I bought a couple of games in the, in the winter sale. I bought, like, I'll talk about one of them, but I got Shimagante Tensei 3. Oh, shit. Okay. That's the one that does, like, the Pokemon kind of one, so I'm excited to play that. Well, and so I, I will tell you, Persona 5 is also like that. Yeah, but with Persona, I'm starting with one. Oh, dude. I know. I know. Don't, don't do that to yourself. I, I, you know the way I work. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm weird. I'm okay. weird. Okay. Uh, so what's been new? You went first last time. Let me go first this time, or do you want to go? No, whatever. Go for it, man. Uh, TV. Just mm-hmm. watching AEW. The last pay per view of the year is on Saturday, and I'm pretty excited for that. And then Hard Knocks with the Dolphins. They beat the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, and they're in the playoffs, which is cool. Uh, movies. I watched Rebel Moon Part One. That's why we recorded a day early last week. How was it? The honest answer is that it's a pretty movie. It's just boring. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I did not know there was like a subtitle to the movie until like a day or two ago. Yeah, it's like Grown Moon Part 1, Child of Fire or something. Yeah. It was just, honestly, it was just boring. And then Kyle was telling me that like Zack Snyder's already come out. And so there's a Snyder cut of it that's like R-rated. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. And then the other thing was... The thing that really bothered me and Kyle is that he relies really heavily in this movie on like bad guys are bad guys because they try to rape people. Oh. Like it happens like two or three times in the movie, and it's just like there's other ways to show that people, people are, are bad. bad. Yeah. It's like what the hell? very lazy. So we didn't like it. We had a good time making fun of it together. <laughs> but it is a pretty movie. And the cast is great. It's just it's just boring. Like when the movie ended. Like, if you had got me, like, if we were sitting here talking, like, 30 minutes later, I couldn't, like, I still can't, but I couldn't tell you a single character's name. Well, you know what? That is going to pair very well with what we're recording about tonight. (laughs) I watched Cabaret. Um, I'm going through Bob Fosse's movies, and Cabaret is, like, one of my top five movies ever. Yeah. Um, That's, like, your chill, your, like, your vibing movie. Yeah, it's like if, if I just want to like have a like if I'm having a rough day, like the music's great, the acting is fantastic, the choreography is just fan. I I love Cabaret. I think I've watched it like six times this year. I, I took Devin to the theater to go see it because it was like a TCM special. <laughs> uh, I watched Titan AE. Do you remember that from when we were kids? I fucking love Titan AE. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a long time. It still looks really good. The voice cast is pretty stellar. Um, Drew Barrymore is in it. Matt Damon is in it. Um, it was good because obviously when I started doing this, I wasn't planning. Like we didn't know we were pregnant then, yeah. right? But now I, I've got a good feeling about when some of these movies should pop up. Yeah, yeah, you kind of uh, get that. 
And then for Christmas, I only watch one Christmas movie, and it's the go-to, and it's the GOAT. It's uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, man. I watched a fuck ton of Christmas movies. <laughs> uh, for video games? Yes. Final Fantasy X. Nice. How's that going? So I have Titus's, Riku, and Luvu's Celestial Weapons. Okay. Uh, I have all of the area monsters captured up to Temple of the Stolen Faith. Okay. Um, I'm like halfway done with that, so I still have Gagazette and then Sin. And I don't Omega. think I've ever actually captured a monster in that game. Really? Yeah. So you never you never fought uh, Nemesis. Maybe I did because I I remember specifically having a save file. So to fight Nemesis, you have to capture ten of every single monster. Did somebody else do it for me? <laughs> Because I, I don't, I if you were to, to ask me right now how you even capture a monster, you have to buy a sword you, from the guy, right? And it has like yeah. the capture ability mm-hmm. on it, right? Mm-hmm. And you just have to defeat them with that weapon. Correct. Yep. But they're like super fucking weak or something like that, right? Oh yeah, they're trash. But that's why you like go to Omega and grind a little bit because I just use Riku, Titus, and Arin. Okay. Shit. Um, I actually posted. I think it was last Friday. I have played this game so many times. Like, so many times. You would think I would learn to not fuck up Omega Ruins. I was in there for like three hours. There's an autosave, but it's only when you enter a new area, and obviously okay. Omega Ruins is one continuous area. And I was walking, I was like, I was in there for a while, I was like, okay, I need to go back and save. And I even thought in my head, like, you should probably throw on no encounter armor. And as right. soon as I thought that, it hit a great Marlboro and White. Because it, it enters the battle with initiative and does bad breath. God damn. Three hours lost. And I was just sitting there and I was just telling them, I have done this so many times. Like, this exact same thing, going back to my first time playing it in middle school, that I am embarrassed. So how long do you think your playthrough has been so far? I can tell you, I'm like 45 hours. And I haven't even gone inside Sin yet. I have to go to the high bridge to do the the singing, and then I can go inside soon. Yeah, I don't know if I have that grind in me. Well, the sphere grid is going to suck. I found this. There's apparently there's a way where you like where you unlock like the master Tonberry in the monster arena. Okay. And you build a specific weapon that has like it turns your overdrive to AP. And basically, you just sit there and you spam like infinite. Like you'll get like fifty levels a fight. Oh shit! Okay. So that's coming eventually. And then I started playing Lego Skywalker Saga. Oh, how, how are you enjoying that? It's a lot more open worldy than any Lego game I've ever played. It's fantastic. It's really good. I'm I'm halfway through episode one. Okay. Did you start with one? Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know me. Yeah. <laughs> Not only do I love them the most, but I also like... Yeah, can't start <laughs> with the four. <laughs> uh, books. I finished three. Um, the Family Next Door, that was the true crime one, and I have officially read 12 nonfiction books for 2023. I wanted That's to nice. do one a month. Um, they're still not my cup of tea, but I'm happy that I expanded my my reading genre a little bit. Yeah. I finished the next book club book, The Adventures of Amina El Sarafi. Um, I don't want to say too much, because we haven't discussed a book club, but I will yeah. tell you, out of five stars, I gave it. Okay. So, so there was that. I finished Frankenstein. Yeah. And then I have a book that I can't talk about that I actually just started today. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so that's cool. And the only other thing is kind of a sad thing. Um, I think I've talked about it on here. I watch a lot of YouTube. I watch a lot of like, like people playing video games that I like. Okay. And there was a guy named Mitten Squad. And he would play Fallout, Skyrim, Tomb Raider. It was... And do, like, crazy challenges with them. And he kind of stopped recording a little bit, like, about a year ago because he went to the hospital because he was he was an alcoholic. He was really bad. And apparently he wasn't able to kind of face that down and he passed away um, about a week and a half ago. And I'm a member of, like, the, the subreddit and stuff. And it was, it was really sweet, like, people, like, talking about, like, how much he meant to him and how, like, like what his videos meant and his dad actually popped up in the subreddit and like said how much it was helping him 
deal with the loss of his son by seeing people talk about how much he meant to them and I don't know I, I'm newer to like the YouTube space so I've never had like a creator who I was watching like every video for ever pass away especially mm-hmm. so young um, I don't know I just wanted to say if you get a chance and you're interested if you like people beating Fallout 3 with a fork like maybe go check out one of his videos he was super funny super witty definitely gone too soon and I don't know just call your friends and talk to them and make sure they're doing okay this time of year can be pretty rough yeah it's a it's a tough thing uh, especially like on the like parasocial side on that yeah Uh, yeah it it doesn't get easier Uh, it's always like a really weird like shock to the system um, especially when if other things happen that they stop if other you know uh, yeah if they turn out to be horrible people and stuff like that I'm not saying yeah. he is that yeah is I, like, I understand yeah, yeah that's happened to you thing. with a couple of musicians and a couple of podcasts I think yeah and uh, people I watched religiously on YouTube for like nine years and then it was like, he's a pedophile, or like, he used to like talk fans into coming to hotels and sleeping with him while he was away from his wife and kids. And I was like, oh, so, oh yeah. no. so, so it's like with Marilyn Manson, right? When they like yeah. had to bury that body. Like, I don't know. It was just sad, but it was honestly, it actually kind of surprised me because. I was sad when I found out it happened and then like found out like his fans crashed the funeral home website because they were so many people were clicking on it and had never seen much traffic before and they were leaving like remembrance posts and stuff oh and, like, nice. it crashed the site because they were paying their respects and stuff and apparently a lot of people showed up to like his calling hours and stuff like fans and everything who lived oh, in the okay. nearby area and it was just really sweet to see his dad like come in there and post a couple of days ago saying like this has been like one of the worst times of my life but like you guys have really helped me yeah do it so i don't know like i said if you if you like that kind of stuff maybe watch one of his videos and like i said just call your friends yeah call your friends and on that bummer of a note how about you what's been <laughs> new with you well oof uh yikes um <laughs> <laughs> uh i beat i think i beat arkham asylum last time i recorded no you, you were playing with your son Okay, well, we beat Arkham Asylum. Fantastic. And we, yesterday, we beat Arkham City. Oh, um, I just remembered. Guess what I'm getting from the library tomorrow? What? Super Mario RPG for the Switch. Oh, yes. Yes. My first ever playthrough. I am very excited. I only have two weeks to beat it because it's how long you get from the library. Obviously, there's a huge hold list. But I'm finally going to be able to talk to you about it. I am very excited. Any, any, any tips or hints for somebody going on their first playthrough? learn the timed battles the timed okay. battles will make or break it will it basically doing the time like figuring out learning the timed battle system uh-huh. will turn it from being a fun challenge to an impossible challenge okay if you don't cool. learn it yeah okay um i'm very excited for that i know um, you are i know you were really pumped about it and i'm excited oh, yeah. when i saw the library i was in i kind of forgot so you oh, mentioned yeah. the batman stuff but yeah i'm, I'm gonna be starting it well, that's exciting. I'm I'm excited. I want updates, obviously. Okay. Um, so I had actually never played through any of the DLC for Arkham Knight. Oh, okay. Did you skip City? No. Uh, oh, you must not have heard me. Yes. Uh, we beat City yesterday. Holy shit! You flew through them. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was Christmas. I wasn't doing it. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're on night now, but I okay. just did. I'm doing like chronological DLC. So yeah. I, I tried to talk him into doing Arkham Origins. Cause yeah. Because I, I, I want to give that game another shot because it's been so long. I try. I know what Rocksteady has done with Batman, so I'm hoping that maybe it'll like seem better in comparison. Now. Let me know what you think because I okay. I played it probably about three or four years ago. Okay. I'm not gonna let me know when you get to it. I'll talk to you about it. When oh yeah, you get to yeah. It. Um, I mean, I've played it before, so I so have I. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I replayed it, so okay. I'm curious what you think upon a replay. Mm, 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I will. I mean, so I just tonight, actually, before we recorded, I did the Batwoman DLC and yes. Harley Quinn DLC. The, the, both of those lead into Arkham Knight. Yep. So tomorrow I'll be starting Arkham Knight. So uh, cool. I, how did how did your boy like uh, the end of Arkham City? Oh, he loved it. He thought it was awesome how Clayface <sighs> was like doing it all and then obviously how Joker died because yep. he's the reason for his own death. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> I also started playing Elden Scrolls and Dark Souls Remastered. <laughs> Elden's. Elden Ring. Or, uh, Elden Ring, sorry. Yes. Um, I am... Did you start Bloodborne? Did you and Tuck actually dive back into that? No, we're going to start in two weeks. Yeah. So I'm Are very you excited. Are stream it? No, probably not. Okay. Um, so I'm going to... My plan is I'm going to kind of two-time Elden Ring and Dark Souls 1, and then I'm going to... I am going to play and beat Dark Souls 2. That is my goal. When are you doing that? Uh, Whenever I beat Dark Souls 1. Before you, you start... you want a heads up? Even though those games have caused me an Endless. untold amount of stress. Yeah. I watch so many videos of people playing it. And there's a part of me that really, really, really wants to say, I beat all the Dark Souls. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I did. I just want to be able to say that. Let me know when you get to it. Maybe we'll okay. finally do that for this podcast and then just bury the hatchet in that franchise. Okay. All Until right. Demon Souls comes out. I'm actually really excited. I've heard Demon Souls is the easiest. Demon Souls is also the... I mean, especially, like, the PS5 version. Mm-hmm. It's fucking gorgeous. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so I, I'm playing Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls or, and Elden Ring. Um, I'm playing a ton of Lethal Company still. I was up until 2 o'clock in the morning last night playing. Again? It. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and then what else? You found your multiplayer game. I did, and, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to be up playing it uh, tonight after you record. Who, who are you uh, playing with? Um, I play it with my friend Eric. And then okay. we... He played World War Z with those, right? Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, so I play with him. And then we have two other people that we used to play uh, PUBG with. Like when uh-huh. it first came out, we're playing with them as well. You got the old crew back together. Yeah, it's really funny and weird. Awesome. But, okay, yeah, cool. It's 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 very weird, but... It's it's nice. I I mean I haven't talked to the two of the, of the others in like five or six years since we played PUBG. So it's nice to talk to them again. Um, fuck, what else have I been playing? Uh, some other stuff I can't talk about. Yep. Um, and then movie wise, I watched a ton of Christmas movies. I watched uh, Muppets Family Christmas. Okay. Uh, I watched Elf like six times because my that's like my favorite kid's favorite. Devin Christmas hates that movie, movie, so it's not allowed in our house. She what? She hates it. Oh, really? My she doesn't like Will Ferrell. My kids fucking love that movie. I know. I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that our daughter will like it and then we can outvote her. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> uh, we watched Rudolph. watched all three versions of The Grinch. Fuck, <laughs> um, what else did we watch? Oh, I, I watched Silent Night, Deadly Night one night. Actually, we okay. watched it on Christmas Eve because I was like yeah fuck it whatever Devin watched Krampus while I was uh, what was I doing I was editing the podcast oh I haven't seen that movie since did we review it no I don't think we ever did oh I know I've maybe, seen maybe it maybe next Christmas it we'll do it okay yeah we there's should. a lot of Christmas horror I saw on the zombie girls discord they were finding some gems oh I didn't even look I I didn't look at. I was just. I Eddie and uh, the other guy, I forget his name, who are constantly watching like an assload of movies. They had yeah. some Christmas gems. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I saw that uh, some Jet XP folks were watching. Um, oh my god, what's the one we watched with all the the old guy dick with a penis? Oh my god, let me look. I'll, I'll look at. I'll look at our rankings. Something imports. Rare exports. Rare exports. Yes. 
Um, anyways, I saw that they were watching that, and they invited me, and I was like, oh, no, it's like Christmas Eve. I got kid stuff to do. Um, so, yeah, I was like, fuck it, though. I guess I'm going to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. I haven't seen that movie in a decade. It sure is a thing. It does, <laughs> make, it does make me enjoy Final Girl support group even more. Okay. Uh, so I'm actually probably going to go back and uh, read that. That book was so good. That was a really good book. Um, and then show-wise, I've I've been watching The Great. Okay. That's it. It's, it's really fucking dark and funny, but I love it, and... Yeah, that's that's it for me. Oh, and then I I read or well, listened to Frankenstein. Well, on that note, do you want to get into our first book review of the season? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Let's rip this bandit off. Chapter 1. I am by birth Genovese, and my family is one of the most distinguished of that republic. My ancestors had been for many years councillors and syndics, and my father had filled several public situations with honour and reputation. He was respected by all who knew him for his integrity and indefatigable attention to public business. He passed his younger days perpetually occupied by the affairs of his country. A variety of circumstances had prevented his marrying early, nor was it until the decline of life that he became a husband. Under so, since I'm the one who put the books on the schedule, I'm doing the background for him. Yes. Uh, and here's what I have. So the author is Mary Shelley. She's an English writer, and she wrote Frankenstein at 18 years old. She is the daughter of renowned, excuse me, intellectuals Mary Wollstonecraft and William Goldwyn. The novel is considered her most famous work, and it is a pioneering piece in the genre of science fiction and gothic literature. It was published anonymously in 1818, and the novel was revised and republished with Shelley's name on it for the first time in 1831. Interesting. The novel combines elements of gothic fiction, characterized by elements like horror, death, and the supernatural, and it was also kind of touching on the emerging genre of science fiction, exploring scientific uh, possibilities beyond the known realms. Uh, Mary Shelley conceived the idea for Frankenstein during a summer spent with her friends, including Lord Byron and Percy Bysshe Shelley, when they engaged in a challenge to who could write the best ghost story. The novel's genesis is partially attributed to the atmospheric discussions on science, the supernatural, and the limits of human capabilities that occurred while Shelley was staying at Lake Geneva. Frankenstein remains culturally significant for its explorations of ethical dilemmas, the consequences of unchecked ambition, and its reflection on the human condition. It has inspired numerous adaptations in various forms of media, and it serves as a cautionary tale that continues to provoke discussions about the ethics of science and creation. Our protagonist, much to people constantly getting wrong, is Victor Frankenstein. He is a young, ambitious scientist who is consumed <coughs> excuse me, by his desire to unlock the secrets of life and death through his scientific experiments. A little bit of a plot summary for you, Justin. Victor Frankenstein successfully creates a sentient creature but is repulsed by its appearance and he abandons it. This leads the creature to face the harsh realities of rejection and isolation. The abandoned creature, despite its benevolent nature, is rejected by society due to his appearance. This fuels his feelings of loneliness, which turns to anger and revenge. The novel ends, right? Do you, do you want to talk about it since you just finished it today, how it ends? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, fuck, man. I'm now trying. Why am I drawing a blank now? Oh, it's like, I put you on the spot. You're okay. Oh, it's okay. So uh, remember, the monster comes to Victor and asks for him to make him a bride. Oh, I, oh be yeah, alone. but that's not how it ends. That's like. No, almost, I'm, setting, okay. I'm, I'm setting you up. Okay, yes. Uh, about how he, like, <laughs> kills the other creation and, like, mm-hmm. dumps it in a river and then gets, like, tried for murder. <laughs> and then the monster goes and gets revenge. And kills his girlfriend. Because, uh, uh, what is it called? What did they say? Like, circulations of, uh, whatever is of violence. Okay, What's it called? you. Yeah, the circles, uh, the continuation of violence, the, uh, what is the phrase they use in the book? This is what happens when you do the audiobook instead of <laughs> writing it down, because usually I would highlight 
paragraphs and stuff. You highlight you highlighter a book? I used to. For, so the first time I read this book was in Cycles of Violence. Cycles of Violence. Which again, my problem last it was too, Rachel. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I read this for the first time when I was in honors English in my sophomore year of high school, and I remember. I told you about this a little bit. Like, I remember oddly loving this book. Yeah. But I hadn't touched it since then. And that was in 2007. So it's been a long 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 time. time. Um, So for our book reviews, I I was telling Justin about how I kind of wanted to do this. I think that you and I probably both agree we aren't, like, qualified to, like, really dive into a lot of stuff. So I thought we would do how we do a book club. We're going to talk about some pros that we liked, some cons that we didn't. And then I kind of highlighted a few themes that I wanted to talk about and kind of get your thoughts on. Okay. And then we'll talk about how they're going to be ranked at the end. So what are some pros you had about this, Justin? Um, so some of the pros were I liked this. This is going to kind of be a con pro. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. This, um, is, this is very fluid. The beginning of this book is extremely dry. Very. I was like, shocked. The first part is a bore. Like. <laughs> I almost texted you. I was like, bro, you got to get the part two. I think I did today. Like, yeah. you just, you just got to get to the monster. Yeah. Uh, because that opening, like the letters and everything. Yes. It was like I felt like I'd been listening to it for hours, and it was like four minutes. I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" Like, there's no way I'm gonna. I'm just gonna fucking like zone out. I mean, I did, <laughs> yeah. but it, it it picks up in a way that I don't know if it like necessarily like makes up for the beginning because it is. It's a very hard pill to swallow, mm-hmm. but when it kind of goes into like I feel like this book has like a weird ending that you wouldn't really get away with now which is basically the monster goes off to die yeah <laughs> because it's so incredibly lonely mm-hmm. but in real in real like realistically the monster won yeah and I don't feel like you would really get a book like that now because without there being like a sequel where mm-hmm. something happens and the monster dies or whatever um yeah it's it's a weird cycle uh, that the monster goes through. And really the monster is the best part of this book. The monster is 110% the best part of this book. I fully agree. And like everything we, every, I guess you could say scene quote unquote with the monster in it is like some of the best stuff. Like when he finds Victor on the mountain and when, like when he starts demanding for, um, like a mate and yep. then obviously when he like vows his revenge on the on victor and everything it's the monster parts are really good like i thoroughly enjoyed the monster parts it's everything else that i didn't <laughs> uh but the monster parts were really good i really wish they would make i guess an abridged version of this but i I don't know if the payoff for the monster would be as good without the intro. So that's actually, so I'll come in and my number one pro also is the monster. Yeah. Um, I was also, cause I also did the audiobook because I just didn't have, I was reading the book for book club. I just didn't have time to read it. So I did the audiobook as well. Yeah. And the first part, Victor is such a pretentious dickwad. He is so up his own ass. He doesn't think about anybody else. Like, all he thinks about is how other people and the things that he does relate to, like, himself. Yeah. And I think that's what elevates the monster section so much is that, like, the monster wanted to be good. The monster wanted to fit in with that family. The monster wanted to, like, help that little girl. The monster just wanted to be a part of society. And, like... I think because we both did the same audiobook, because we want to yeah. make sure we got the same thing, yeah. Um, like reading wise or voice wise, I mean. And I thought that the narrator did a hell of a job of like you felt the monster's pain. Like all he wanted yeah. to do was fit in. And when he comes to Victor and says like, 
you did this. I didn't ask the, to be alive. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't want any of this. And, like, I won't bother you anymore, but you're going to give me a mate. And if you don't, I want to fucking ruin your life. And when Victor doesn't do it, and he gets so close and then just says, no, fuck you, I don't want you breeding, even yeah. though the monster said he was going to go to the jungles of South America and just never be seen again, like, the monster's like, okay, well, I told you what I'm going to do. Yeah. Like, I told you I'm going to fucking ruin your life. And he does. And it's like, I, I feel so much sympathy. And I think that might have been why when I was, like what you said, like when I was in high school reading this, it's so weird that your protagonist, which is Victor, is like the piece of shit. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to like about him. He's just an absolute arrogant, self-righteous bastard. And like, the monster came into the world good. And he and Victor ruined it. And Victor ruined it. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I, I am fully in agreement with you. The best part about this is the monster. Yeah. Okay. Any other pros? No. Okay. The only other pro that I will have is that as a scientist, I do like the discussion about what the experiments mean that you're doing, right? Because obviously cloning is a big thing, but like even in in my research that I have done, like for the the startup that I'm working for, yeah, like they're building a new gene delivery method that uses folded DNA to deliver genes, because the current way that people do it is with viruses, yeah, and like one of the big things with a viral gene delivery, which is kind of what the normal thing is now, one is it's really expensive, and two, there's so many off-target effects. So you'll do this like viral gene therapy, but you might cure the cancer or cure the disease, but you'll kill the host with all the other after effects. Huh. And it's just crazy because during COVID, like there were people are trying to rush to the vaccine, right? And that was one of the concerns, like you got this so fast, like what are, what are the risks involved in it? Yeah. And I think I, I always have loved that question. I think that's why I like academic science so much is that that question is just talked about a lot more. Like in industry, like you're racing to like make a product and sell it, right? Yeah. But in academics, like the idea is you find it and then you do all these studies and, and try to figure it out. And that's something that Victor never does. Like Victor never, before the monster comes to him and like lays out, like this is what you fucking did to me. Like you created me and then you abandoned me. And then all I wanted was to be accepted by somebody. And like no one will. And it's literally all your fault. And Victor never once takes responsibility for it. So maybe that's my third pro. Is like it is really nice just to fucking hate Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, he is very clear cut a bad guy. One hundred percent without having to try to rape people too. <laughs> yeah. He just <laughs> created a a monster and said, Fuck you <laughs> multiple times. So, uh those are my three big pros is the monster the discussion of science and what it means to kind of do those things and then just being able to fucking hate the person you're reading. Yeah. Uh, how about some cons that you have? Um, I mean, I kind of touched on it. Um, the first few hours of this book are kind of the a first third. To swallow. The first yeah. third, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just very dry. Um, and you feel like there's nothing of importance happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, like, I will tell you now, if we were not doing this for the show, I would have returned to the book. <laughs> no, and that was actually something I was thinking too, is like, I was listening to it, and I was like, oh my God, like, why did I like this? Like, <laughs> I remember really liking this book, and it took until the end of part one, when we finally got introduced to the monster, and we started going to that, like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And because the book ends with it, I think, and it's been so long, that I have these, like, rose-colored glasses. Yeah. Because I enjoy parts two and three. But that first third, which is, like, it's probably more than a third, honestly. It's probably more, like, 40% of this book. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it is fucking dry. And Victor is just a pompous cunt. Yeah, like, there's nothing... If Like, if I were to go back and read this... 
I would probably just read a summary of the intro parts <laughs> and just start at part two. Honestly, the only part that I really like is part two because it's just so heart wrenching. Like, yeah, the it's... monster just wanted to be loved. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and like that's my biggest con is this just very dry. Yes, and, oh, sorry, I don't want to um, Long night too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't get all asleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of makes it, I don't know, it, it, it because it's so dry up front, like, it it all kind of melds together for me. Um, yeah. Like, if there were many more named characters in this book, I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. And even because... the ones that they do name, like, they don't end up mattering. Like, yeah. who they are in relation to Victor and the monster do, but, like, yeah. I couldn't, there's Elizabeth, I think, is Victor's girlfriend or whatever. And but like Henry... Yeah, and there's like, there's like there's like people that don't matter. Like at the yeah. end of the day, you only care about Victor and the monster. And when you're doing the audiobook, <laughs> I think the guy who read it did a good job. Oh yeah, he he absolutely did it. And he, I mean, you can tell he kind of comes alive in he did. the <laughs> second uh, part two and three, just like, like we all did. <laughs> yeah, it, well, exactly. Like it was, it's fucking brutal. Um, but it's it's it it just sucks because because of part one it makes it like it's a really big detriment on this book that part one exists it's one of the reasons why i never recommend dune to people is because okay. i enjoyed the book but it's a it's a doorstop right it's, it's, it's a big book yeah the first half of that book is very similar to this dry politics world building like nothing really happens for the first half of that book that's a big ask. Like you're, that's that's a lot to ask of somebody. Yeah. And even though like this book, this book was written in eighteen eighteen, right? So it has a lot of like the dialect and the diction from back then, which is yeah. different than what we're reading now. It's one of the reasons why I don't ever like go back and read Dracula. Yeah. Okay. Like it's just like it's it's good and it's interesting and I actually highly recommend it as an audiobook because like all the letters and like the video phone and stuff that they're doing, like it kind of comes across cool, but like. I I now realize why I didn't go back and read it after yeah. 10th grade. <laughs> I, I fully understand now why I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Any other cons? No, that's my big glaring con. No, and I, I think for me, that's honestly the big glaring con for me too. It's like, the best way I can describe it is, I think I talked about this before, Moby Dick was like my Moby Dick. Like, okay. it was one of the books that I always wanted to read. And when I was a kid, I had this copy of it called, it was a great illustrated classic. But it's for children. And it has pictures, and it makes the story of Moby Dick just about Ahab chasing the whale. Yeah. And so in my head, I always thought, well, that's what Moby Dick is. It's not. It's Herman Melville dick measuring about what it's like to be a whaler. And then there's like, 30 pages in there of Captain Ahab going fucking batshit crazy to kill his whale. And in this one, you have to go through so much. And Victor is so motherfucking unlikable. Like, yeah. he, there's just nothing about him. And so that would probably be the other con I would tack on. Is that we have, like, these antagonists that people like today. Like the Tony Sopranos, the Walter Whites. The Joffreys, even. Today? Like, dude, those, all those characters were from, like, ten years ago. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> what, what, I guess... <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm fucking old. But, like, they're bad guys, but, like, we're interested in them because we, we yeah. sometimes see these, like, bright spots in them. Maybe not Joffrey, but Walter White and, and Tony Soprano. We see the bright spots in them. Yeah. But with Victor, he is just a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's it's kind of hard to get behind somebody that is just that. I mean, that's kind like yeah. So actually, I was gonna talk about some themes that like I found when I was like doing research for them, like four main themes. But we actually already kind of talked. We talked about ambition, which oh, is Larry. Quickly, yes. Sorry, before I forget, did you know the Sopranos ended the same year you ran you read this book? Did it really? I didn't watch it till I was in college. Yeah, 2007. <laughs> so Tony Soprano is 
15 years ago. <laughs> Holy shit. Sorry, just to really hammer that point home. Wow. I mean, this is a, obviously an audio format, but I my jaw actually is like... <laughs> yeah. Did it really end in 2007? Yeah. I know Breaking Bad ended in 2013. Like, it ended the year I left college. Oh, shit. Ten years ago, yeah. Jesus Christ. When did Joffrey die? Joffrey? So, I was in college during the Red Wedding. 2014. So, I was out of college then. So, right after I left college. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, I highlighted four themes, but I think we kind of already hit on them. Yeah. These are the four themes. I was kind of hopping around, like, different sites and, like, Actually, I went to some like teacher pages to see like what the teachers talk about when they do it. Okay. And I wanted to give you credit because you kind of hit on all of them. The first one was ambition. Uh-huh. Victor's unchecked ambition that causes him to create life and then how it led to his downfall. Okay. The pursuit of knowledge, right? The idea of what it means to go beyond the ethics of the time to do something. Yeah. Societal rejection poor monster yeah the monster yeah and then the consequences of unchecked scientific advancement so without me even bringing up the four themes that all the high school teachers say you should talk about you did it i should be a high school teacher is what you're telling me yes i don't want to be <laughs> children are, are you fucking change careers me? again justin go teach high schoolers <laughs> my aunt does it and she hates it <laughs> <laughs> so as our listeners know i actually put in a lot of books uh-huh. For this mega season that we're doing. Yeah. And honestly, knowing us, like, there probably will be more. As long as they yeah. fit the theme. So the way we're going to do it is kind of how me and Rachel do it on um, Nick Cage. Okay. Is that we don't give it scores. Yeah. But we have a running list of the movies we watch on there, and we kind of place them. So, obviously, this is our first one. This will stand at number one. I think the next book review that we have, Justin, is going to be Jurassic Park. So yes. if you like Jurassic Park more than this, it'll go above it. And as we go through the season, we'll just continue to kind of slot them. So this one's kind of boring, but as the season goes on, it'll get more interesting. Um, I will say for you and listeners, I kind of mentioned this during the Invisible Man discussion. The Frankenstein movie we're going to watch does not follow the plot of the book. Do you know like where it gets its source material from then? No, because I haven't done the inner. I have not done the background yet. Okay, but that's a good tease for next week because I will come with that information. Okay. All right. Hey, are we gonna add uh, witchcraft for where wayward girls? I don't know what that is. Uh, it's Grady Hendrix's new book in July twenty July next year. Uh, didn't know it was coming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we are. Fuck okay. yeah, Grady Hendrix is one of my favorite horror authors. Absolutely, we are. Okay, cool. All right. Wow, fun. Okay. Um, any last thoughts? I, 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 I feel like I was doing pretty good with the movies, and I know this one started kind of boring. Yeah. Did you I... enjoy it, though? Can you say that you enjoyed this? I enjoyed parts of it. <laughs> okay. Um, I think... I mean, I'm looking at our list. Some of these I don't know, obviously. Some of these books, I don't. I have no idea. So Jurassic Park, Parasite Eve, Ship of Fools is what the thing is based on. Okay. No, uh, wait. No, go- it's not. I fucked that up. Who goes there is what the thing is based on. I needed to flip those. What is Ship of Fools based on? Let me pull it up because it's been a minute since I've done it. But I'm going to flip those because they need to be flipped anyway. Okay. Uh, what, do, you have the, do you have the list in front of you? Yes. Will you go through the rest of the books after Ship of Fools? Sure. Uh, then there is I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. I bought that game. Which is, oh, yeah, we need to, do you want to do like I think a we double should. feature? Yeah, I, I bought the game, so we might as well do a double feature. Okay. Um, and then that's it, actually. The Grady Hendrix one. Oh, yes, that's going to be. Uh, we'll just do that as soon as we get to it. That's going to be after Parasite Eve, then. Cool. So the overview for Ship of Fools is the Argonos is a space-faring generation ship containing thousands of humans. The Argonos has presumably been traveling through space for centuries upon centuries. The original Go the Argonos was lost over time, and no one on board can be certain of their origins. A class system has developed in which the commoners and poor serve in the lower levels and provide maintenance for the ship. By contrast, the upper class maintain positions of power. A bishop sits as the head of the church 
which yields influence over the people, and the bishop is a member of the executive council which governs the Argonos. When a signal is received, a team aboard the Argonos prepare to make landing on the first alien planet encountered in decades. So it's what Alien was based on? No, it came out in 2001, so it must have been inspired by Alien. I'm trying to figure... Oh, I know why I don't know much about it. The P said it's one of his favorite sci-fi novels. Okay. So if it sucks, we're going to blame him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Matt, I know you listen every single week. Because let's call him out right here. Guess what this fool messaged me this week? What? He said the cover, we're not going to take it from Wolfenstein 2, was trash. (laughs) He's got to play the game. This man has watched all of One Piece. And finished it and went back and started reading the manga. And he has the audacity to say that song is trash. (laughs) The absolute gall of this guy. Yeah, man. I know you listen, so I know you're hearing this. Feel free to comment in the Discord. I am calling you out right now. Uh, but no, I, honestly, if I'm being very honest, I was a little let down because I just remember it very fondly back in high school. I remember like it being one of the books that you're forced to read that I really liked. Okay. It's like this one and Flowers for Algernon and uh, A Prayer for Owen Meany or like three books I remember reading that I actually like, really, really liked. And now I'm scared to read those ever again. <laughs> yes, maybe it's going to be the same as this. But uh, but no, in the end, I think us finding the monster the way we did will serve as well for Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, I will say I think I'm not sure if this is going to make me enjoy the movies more or less, yeah. to be honest, uh, because I've never seen Frankenstein or Bride of Frankenstein. I've seen Frankenstein. Uh, there's, there's a scene in Frankenstein that I am very excited for you to see. Okay. There, but I, you will but, know it. When it happens, you will know okay. it. Yeah, and, like, obviously, like, looking forward in our books, the only one I'm really, well, I mean, other than Ship of Fools, I'm not sure about Parasite Eve. I have no idea, but when I found out it was based on a book, because I didn't know that, or maybe I knew that when Nude Clan reviewed it and they talked about it, I must have forgotten, but when I found that out, like, I feel yeah. like it's going to be I feel like you will like Parasite Eve because I think it's going to be very science focused. Okay. Um because I believe it is all about it follows the scientist who discovered the mitochondria. Okay. Stuff. I also think a book that we should add in here and I'll probably do it tomorrow since work's been pretty slow this week at the university. I think I will also add in those zombie books that you wanted to do. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So I'll probably message you about it tomorrow, but I think I'll add those in because we wanted to do them, and I think we might as well do them. I will let you know there is no audiobook of them. That's fine. I prefer okay. reading it. I just, yeah. I just didn't have time. I, okay. I, I did not. I did not give myself the amount of time, and I was like, I got to get it done. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got to get it done, and I drive for two hours a day, so. It made it simple. Um, Okay, that is our review of Frankenstein. We're going to wrap this up and head into the closing. Like I kind of mentioned, we are in the midst of a little Frankenstein era right now. Yeah, I'm well, sad I couldn't find like a Frankenstein game. See if you can find one. Uh, while Justin's looking to see if he can find one, we were doing OG Frankenstein, followed by The Bride of Frankenstein, and then Justin and I added in Young Frankenstein for a little bit of a happy end to this jaunt. Uh, 
Rachel and Ariel of Zombie Girls are going to be joining us for Bride of Frankenstein. We found out that the classic Universal monster movies are actually one of Rachel's shame holes. So we're going to try to help her rectify that a little bit in our own way. Um, yeah, if you've read Frankenstein, if you have thoughts on it, please share it with us. I would love to know. Um, I'm sure Justin would too. Let us know if we're crazy since we found it boring. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, Justin, did you find a game? No. All right. That's okay. It's we have okay. Galarians. We have Galarians. We have Galarians. That's what's coming up after the Frankenstein season. So, or season, section. Uh, so that's what we have for you guys this week. Hopefully everybody had a wonderful New Year. Safe, happy. Patrons, stick around. Justin has some quizzes for me. So until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also, in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent. It all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.